queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Sunday afternoon. I hope everyone's been enjoying uh, the start of the football season. All three of us are happy because all of our teams won. Thank God. And the Cowboys <laughs> lost. So, <laughs> uh, full disclosure: if anyone hears any yelling, it'll probably be from my husband because his uh, Patriots are playing their division rival Miami. So, we'll see. Go how Miami. That goes. <laughs> Go Dolphins. <laughs> but of course we are a wrestling podcast and as wrestling fans the three of us were not happy um after friday night and especially after the last two weeks of smackdown for those who do not know apparently uh yeah women's matches have disappeared the last couple weeks and there was a big one planned for friday night but it got cut due to time thanks seth and edge and so it's just like a very a lot of mismanagement and especially at the expense of zelina vega uh jolie since you're chewing i'll let kayla go first yeah no i mean definitely not cool um because you know we've stated in the past that you know here lately women's wrestling for wwe has been a big part of it and um i know i had seen something zelina vega was actually looking you know forward to her match you know can it kind of be like a you know tribute and kind of you know honoring her that that had Mm -hmm. you know so um, it kind of hurt me to see that her match was canceled because I didn't, unfortunately I did not watch SmackDown until yesterday, but is it the fact it was like, the heck the only female action that we got was Becky Lynch and Esther in the ring. Sorry, Bianca. That just kind of just makes it even great. It just like, it just didn't feel right. And when you don't have a women's match, I don't care if the women's match is, two, three, four, five minutes. It don't even have to be, you know, a long match. I feel like, you know, just even the time that they get TV time, it's epic. You know, they tear it up each and every time, you know, they're in that rink, you know, rather it's promos, you know, beating the crap out of each other or management, get it under control. I understand that, yes, Seth and Edge went overboard on it. The you know, mine and I have a time. I don't care. Make it a two, three, four minute match. Give them their spotlight that they deserve. I mean, it, like I said, it don't have to be crazy, but women's wrestling is just as important to WWE universe, its fans, and to the company as much as the guys are. Don't get me wrong. I love the guys, but the women, they deserve their chance to because they've kicked ass and they've kicked down doors. And I hate to tell you guys, those women's going to continue to kick doors down no matter what throws at them. And, you know, especially on Becky, when she was out and she was pregnant, you know, Jolie called it. This girl is going to go to the gym every day. She's going to work out. And she came back and look at her. She's, you know, better than ever. So yeah, no matter what you throw at them, they're going to keep kicking down doors. So give them more matches, give them more time. Show them that you appreciate them more than what you already do. Because right now, it kind of looks like, okay, you're just female. You don't need TV time. No, it don't work that way. So make some changes. Get some female matches in there. Um, speaking of females, Natty and Tamina has not been defending the titles. So bring the tag team you know, back in the picture. Do something. Make it brighter. Make it more interesting. And give women's wrestling a chance again and bring it back in the picture because we want it. 
and I know you want it because females kick ass. Amen to that. I mean, like Friday night, Friday night overall was a great show, but there was definitely a lot of time mismanagement on that. Number one, it's like, yeah, Seth and Edge went too long and everything. Number two, what the hell is that 10 man tag? And it's like that little shit with uh, that. I love Big E. Don't get me wrong. I love Big E and everything, but it's like that whole in-ring segment with his, that could have been done backstage. It's just like, hell, even if they're, if even if you were short on time, you could have given Zelina like a couple minutes, five minutes at least. Damn. Ten men, that 10 men uh, tag team match for me was like, all right, who's in it? Okay. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> Jester, go ahead. Well, they also cut a Kevin Owens segment as well. So technically wasn't a women's only, but they also cut Naomi. So we can also say that. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, Seth and Edge, while they killed it, yes, it did go over. We did not need that little fucking guy that looks like a lollipop that got stuck to a carpet from the Atlanta uh, Hawks. Trae Young, yeah. That, that little bitch boy. I mean, but I got to give props to Sami Zayn for thinking outside the box to piss people off. So I do respect that. That was cool. Yeah, you only had Becky and Bianca. Esther. <laughs> Esther. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I'll say this. People doubted that Becky would get people to boo her. And the funny thing is, she didn't say anything wrong. She was 100% correct when she said that we were there chanting, we want Becky during Mm -hmm. matches at WrestleMania, during matches at other pay-per-views. So it's like, you know, let's go back to Daniel Bryan's fickle, fickle, fickle fans. It wasn't just about Zelina. Uh, I feel horrible for her, but like, and as much as she annoys the fuck out of me as a heel, but it also affected Carmella. It affected Tony Storm. It affected Liv Morgan. It's affecting uh, Tegan and Shotzi. It's affecting Naomi. It's affecting the tag team champions because, uh, t- uh, uh, by the way, uh, Miss Sonia, Mr. Adam Pierce. You stupid motherfuckers. Um, Shotzi and Tegan won their match to have a championship match. Where is that? Give it to them, please. Take it off of Tamina and Natty. I'm sorry. They are worse than the Iconics as champions. (gasps) Ooh. At least the Iconics actually fucking defended the titles. They bitched about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they bitched about it, but they also defended the titles. When when is Natty and... When have they defended the fucking titles? Once? I, I, I can't even... I can't even remember the last time they defended those titles. Exactly. So it's like, you know what? Take it off and give it to two people that will actually make both shows fucking thrive with Tegan and Shotzi because they'll bring something that is completely unorthodox and completely off the rails. So they they need to do something. And it's like one thing that in the internet wrestling community can 100% agree on is that AEW's women division sucks ass. They don't do shit with it. You know... But now we're looking like AEW's women's division. And we have the best division in all of wrestling. I don't care what fucking Mickey James says. I don't care what Deanna Perazu says. I don't fucking care. You have some of the best women's wrestling in all of wrestling. And I'm so fucking tired. I'm going on a little bit of tangent here. When people say, well, that's sports entertainment. What the fuck do you think you're doing? You're in the ring entertaining us. It is a sport entertainment, you stupid motherfuckers. Just because you call it wrestling does not mean it's not fucking entertainment. You goddamn backwoods hillbilly motherfuckers. I am so sick of people saying that that's wrestling. AEW is pure wrestling. Fuck you. Kenny Omega, this Kenny Omega is a shell of his original self. Roman Reigns sports entertains circles around Kenny fucking Omega. 
the Usos sports entertain circles around the young fucks. And even Penta and the other guy. I don't know his name. And don't even get me started on Britt fucking Baker because both Charlotte, Bianca, Sasha, Becky, and Raquel fucking Gonzalez sports entertain circles around her, Nyla Rose, and any other fucking woman in that locker room. I am so sick and fucking tired of the sports entertainment bullshit. It's all wrestling. It just has a different fucking name. It's like Coke and Diet Coke. Pepsi, Diet Pepsi. It's still the fucking same. Just a different fucking name. I'm sorry, but I've been reading tweets and it's been pissing me off. I don't blame you. It's the same fucking thing. I would really like to understand how AEW what? Because you do a little bit more fucking flips in the ring? Is that it? More super kicks? Or or ROH? And yes, ROH has some great wrestlers. I do wish I could have been up in Philly today for that. But um, like I said, I am not going to that arena without 10,000 tetanus shots, a latex bodysuit under a, you know, Dexter kill suit with hazmat gear. There's no fucking way I'm stepping foot in that arena. And that's not including the body armor that you need to be in that part of Philadelphia. And, you know, you have to park at a station outside of Philly, take 10 trains in just to get there so your car doesn't get stolen. Welcome to South Philly, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I'm just, the fact that everybody keeps ragging on the WWE, oh, it's sports entertainment, it's not real wrestling. Oh, look, they did a hip throw. Oh, look, Roman did a hip throw. Oh, look, there's a figure four. Oh, look, there's another figure four. It's a different fucking name. And I apologize for the loudness, but I am so sick of fucking fanboys. And I don't care what what they rep. I'm just saying fanboys in general. I'm not pointing out any different ones, but I am just tired of it. And that needs the, the, the internet wrestling community really makes you want to stop watching wrestling altogether because I can't enjoy it. Well, you only like WWE. You know, I watch other stuff too. I just don't talk about it. My passion is WWE. My passion has always been WWE. My passion has been WWE since it was WWF. I used to watch NWA back in the day when it was in the divisions, like the little t- territories. And, you know, people just need to fucking shut the fuck up when it says pure wrestling or sports entertainment. You're putting on a choreographed match. The outcome is already predetermined. So you're telling me that you're not doing a scripted event, whether it's scripted, like written script or move scripted, and that's not entertainment? Yeah, no, sit the fuck down. I apologize. Kayla, we've been doing this a year and a half, and I think that's the loudest I've ever heard her. Truthfully, yeah, I think it, she just, it finally, she finally exploded. <laughs> I don't blame, I, I, I don't blame her because it's like, I, I'm stuck, it, it's just like. Like, yeah, I mean, I love both, like, WWE and AEW, but this constant back and forth and bicker, and it's just like, guys. I mean, you don't have to, I mean, yeah, you can choose sides and be like, all right, I like AEW over WWE or I like WWE over AEW, but let it be. If you don't like, if you like both of them, great. Support your favorites, you know, because, you know, as former, you know, as a WWE fan, I got former favorites from WWE over there. I'm going to support them, you know, I'm going to watch their matches, but you don't see me bitching you know, oh, WWE just did this better. Oh, AEW did this better. Just let the people, just let us do wrestling fans come together. Enjoy what we enjoy. Someone don't like something, let it go. Don't bash them. I mean, we're called a wrestling community for a reason. I mean, you don't see Ring of Honor and New Japan and Impact over there bitching at each other. No, it's like WWE and AEW constant back and forth. I mean, I understand that it seems like AEW likes to hoard, is over there hoarding WWE superstars every time they get released. But hey, you know, they want, you know, better opportunities or whatever they want to do over there. But yeah, just 
wrestling community, let's come together. Just let each other do what we want to do. If we like both, we like both. If we like one or the other, we like one or the other. Um, I mean, plain and simple. Because seriously, social media has became nothing but wrestling wars. And if I wouldn't have, if it wasn't for EDS Sports Wrestling and, you know, stuff like that and the website, I wouldn't even be on social media. So, because there's been so many times I just want to delete my Facebook and family. Don't delete the Facebook. How am I going to talk to you? You know, it's just like, really? You don't need to talk to me every time. I see you maybe once or twice or three times a year. You know, it'll be okay. Get over it. Ask me for my phone number or something. But, you know. (laughs) And I don't know who Tony Khan's playing. I don't know who he's kidding and everything. He said there's no roster cap or anything. You're going to have to make some decisions eventually. As far as like with your roster. And speaking of that, you know, Tony, you say you have all these fucking connections. There's a guy out there that's a great fucking wrestler. Why don't you try to help him with his visa issues? Yeah. Like, seriously, I I feel horrible for Jonah. Speaking Uh, of, I got to email him, see see if he's going to, I got to try to email him. But I mean, like, yeah, there's no, oh, there's no roster cap. Look at everybody. Your daddy is going to cut your purse strings soon, bud. I mean, especially if his Jags keep sucking the way they are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's all right, let's uh let's cheer this up a little bit because there was a good there was a segment at the end of uh SmackDown after Roman fucked up that tag team match. They're probably gonna get a rematch out of extreme rules, which I'm probably. okay with. Put it oh. make it make it a ladder match, please. Make it a ladder match, make it a TLC match. Even though I know we ha- I know we have a TLC pay-per-view in December or January, whenever it is, but still like, you know. Make make that into a. Uh, I would love to see Street Profits and Usos in a TLC match. Please make it happen. There needs to be some stipulations on these damn Extreme Rules matches. I mean, it's like damn. It's like come on. It's Extreme Rules for a reason. But anyways, where I was going with this and everything. Um, if last week's end of SmackDown was not a teaser, it, it, it was the teaser. This week we got the full package. The Demon has returned. Kayla, I know she has her doubts. I'll get to her in a minute and everything. But it's like, it's like Jolie. It's like now that that demon's actually returned and everything, you give him any more of a shot against Roman? I've always given him a shot against Roman. Finn, even before, I think he actually has a win over Roman, if I'm not mistaken. That was before, you know, cheating and the uh, Usos interfered. Um, The demon everybody's like oh they're gonna fucking ruin the demon they're gonna fucking ruin the demon see here's the thing he can still be the demon and still lose but win because it could be via disqualification therefore he doesn't lose setting up for a triple threat match between brock lesnar roman reigns and the demon and i believe that would be the one he wins and goes over both of them and that'll set up for brock and roman to have their little feud and then maybe even big e come in and swoop in and take it you know, some, some wonky shit like that. Uh, personally, I would like to see Big E cash in uh, Monday night, but uh, just because I don't want Randy or Bobby to have the title anymore. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Randy Orton, but I think he's perfect in the role he is in right now with the tag team, and he's making Riddle look like a fucking stud. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was like one of those tag teams I didn't know I needed. And, you know, it's nice to see that finally people are backing off a firing Riddle campaign because everything has been dropped against him when it came to the Me Too movement and the Speak Out movement. So from what I've read that has been dropped, the police have uh, got involved and the charges were dropped. So to me, that says he is an innocent man. So it's like, you know, I'm enjoying the way he is. Um so, yeah, I, I just, I, the demon, I have a feeling can, even though if he quote unquote loses the match, doesn't get the title because of outside interference, a la Brock Lesnar or the Usos, unless they make it a, you know, no holds barred match or some shit like that. Um, yeah, but like you said, they need to mar- start making some fucking stipulations. Like the Becky match, uh, uh, that needs a stipulation. Mm hmm. That they got her both wrestle in those ugly ass coats. 
And again, uh, going back to that, Becky, please, for the love of God, stop raiding Seth's fucking closet. Please. <laughs> Y'all need a gay intervention. For the love of fuck, queer eye, help them. I swear, it's like, I thought it was just Seth, but it's like Becky too. And I'm like, uh-oh. Well, well, Becky has always had an eccentric style. like, And that's one of the things I love about her. But I just found it funny that two years ago, she was wearing a coat that looked like Winnie the Pooh was skinned. This year, she's wearing a skinned Elmo. And my friend says, like, you know, I would have cracked up laughing if it starts to don't tickle Elmo. And, you know, even even Alexa Bliss posted something about it. Like, she posted a picture of Elmo on Twitter. And she says, well, I see one in the ring. It's like, oh, my God, she went there. Oh. I was like, this is great. This is fucking great. <laughs> Gotta love Alexa. Yeah, I know. All right, so Kayla, you're the you're the you're the Finn fan. I sent you a picture of the demon, and like I said, you're you're having your doubts about how this is going to play out. Yeah, um, like I stated, how is WWE going to play their cards? Because how they played it here lately has been very undescribing. You know, it's just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? You know, and it's just, you know. There for a while, when you see something, it it felt like, oh, that's predict, you know, that's predictable. And that's next, next thing it hits you around like, well, I didn't see that coming, you know. So, um, normally when you see the demon, Finn Balor, you're thinking, okay, he automatically will get this title. Yeah, that could be right about ninety nine percent of the time, you know. I can sit here and say. And then Jolie might actually have a you know idea. He can technically lose, but the streak would never be broken because as long as, long as he's never pinned or submitted. So, um, but like take for example, jump back at NXT when he was champion, him and Cross went after the tag titles. Yes, Cross got him disqualified, but he never lost a streak, you know, because he was never pinned or submitted. But anyway, um, it can go either way. A part of me would really love to see the demon, but the thing that I watched when I watched SmackDown, he went back to the original demon paint. It was not what it was where he has the words and stuff. Around. It's the actual demon paint was when he used to be the demon. Okay. Not the demon king, it's the demon. So I really want him to get the title back that he truthfully, honestly, rightfully never lost. Um, so that being true, I just don't know how it's going to go, but I hope whatever it is, they do it right. Don't, you know, because like we talked in the past, you know, wrestlers have their strong points. They better themselves when they have a different strong point. Mm-hmm. This is his strong point. You don't want to break that strong point. And um, so see what happens. That's all I got to say. And but just do it right, because I might have to make a trip to Connecticut, throw some couple pipe bombs up into the corporate office, track down Vince McMahon's building and just kind of poof. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I might bring the gesture with me, too, because I know she has a few words for Vince McMahon, too. <laughs> just see so just so everybody knows she's not talking about physical pipe bombs she's talking about word pipe bombs because we don't condone blowing up buildings yes no 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 no, 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 I, would no, no. Ne- I would never you know physically do i'm just saying i might i don't know i might dig deep and find some curse words i don't think i've ever used but other than that. no we do not condone violence here on this show only in the ring all right, fine. Vince McMahon, I want you in the ring. Vince yeah. <laughs> McMahon, yeah. I want you in the ring. If you screw over the demons, demons uh, record, I want you in the ring. And Jolia, yes, I agree with you on that. Jolie will be the referee and it'll be for the ownership of WWE. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do want to add this last minute and everything. It's like, I, I put this on Twitter. Roman and Brock don't need the title to feud. Oh, you mean Brock as the Dean Ambrose that looks like he's on the steroids? <laughs> yeah. It's like, they don't need the title to feud. 
Their history is long and it's extensive. Hell, don't put the title on the line. Argue and fight over Paul Heyman because obviously Paul Heyman scared shitless. You know, he don't know whose side to be on. He wants to be on Roman's side, but part of him, I know he misses Brock. Brock's laughing at him because, you know, when he was sitting there introducing him, and Brock's like, yeah, you still got it. Yeah, you still got it, but you almost slipped up and said, I am the, you know, yeah, so, I was. Yeah, this thing yeah. said I was. And then he but was it's like, like, I was. Yeah, but it's like, no, Brock and Brock and Roman don't need the title and everything. So it's like an extreme rules. Demon can take the title. Brock and uh, Brock and Roman can have their feud and everything, and uh, go do whatever the fuck they want with that and everything. And Finn can hold and have the substantial, substantial title reign that he's deserved for a long time. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta find the jester back up. I don't want to, but this came up this week, so I, I gotta do it. Oh no. Oh no. The PWI 500 list. Oh fuck. Okay. So every year, thing number one is. Yeah. So every year, PWI comes out with their top 500 wrestlers of the year, and based on what she was saying earlier, this list. Yeah, yeah. Number one, I'm just go ahead and say I saw it online. Number one can go fuck themselves. They can take the fucking young bucks and showed up their ass. Yes, I'm saying that. (laughs) Who's supposed to be fired up? Jesus Uh, Christ. Yeah, I know. Shit, did I get this wrong? All right, so let me. Oh, I can speak my mind on that number one quite often right now. All right, well, you're first as soon as I read this top ten. Hold on. (laughs) All right, so let me read the top ten. Top 10, uh, number 10, Rich Swan. Number nine, Shingo Takagi. Number eight, Finn Balor. Seven, Will Ospreay. Six, John Moxley. Five, Kota Ibushi. Number four, Drew McIntyre. Number three, Bobby Lashley. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number one, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega can grab the biggest fucking catches he can find. Make sure it's very prickly and shove it straight up his fucking ass. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's fought in multiple pro- uh, you know, promotions. Yeah. Promotions that they have freedom to make sure that he becomes champion. He doesn't need all those belts. When's the last time he's, he's only defended one of them recently? You know, I mean, yeah, he, he, he lost the TNA title, impact title to Christian Cage. I mean... Look at that that young up and comer getting a title shot. Wow, you know, and you and I'm sorry, Andrade should have won the title in Mexico. Yeah, the AAA one. Yeah, he, he doesn't need all these titles, and they can say, "Oh, he's so good, he's so good." No shit, he's the EVP of the fucking company. Roman has been putting out quality work for over a year, and I will say this about um, uh. Shit, there's somebody on that list. Who was uh after Drew McIntyre, like going back towards 10? Uh was, no, no, oh sorry, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay does not deserve to be in the top 10 because he was out of action for almost all the year. That's right, because he had a neck injury, I think it was. So why is he up there? Beats me. I mean, that that's that's fucking bullshit. I, I hate saying this, but Seth Rollins should be up there. Seth has been putting out some of his best fucking work this past year. Where did Seth end up on that list there, Kat? Uh, give, give me a sec. I got the whole list up. Let me check. Okay, so while she's looking at that, but I'm sorry. Kenny Omega is one packet away of being a fucking walking, talking, goddamn oodles and noodle looking motherfucker. He, he is just so fucking irritable. Roman has been putting on Match after match after match, he has created a stable that looks a lot more menacing and powerful than the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers, because the Good Brothers need to get rid of one of those brothers because he's a little fucker. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but when I look at those fucking guys uh, on that side, I see gay men. I'm and I'm, I'm not joking. Like I, they, they look like a, a fucking advertisement for a gay dating site. And if I get heat for that, fuck you, I'm gay. I can fucking say it. And, okay. and, and you got the Usos and the Bloodline. Even with Heyman, that is fucking menacing. 
That's the fucking mafia right there. What the? F- Sorry. 48. I, I, I was waiting for her to finish talking before I said it. Oh, hell no with this list. Oh, hell no. Yeah, Seth came in at 48. Seth Rollins has been putting on some of his best work. And the only time he took off this year was because he had a baby. His wife had a baby. And he got married. But he has been busting his ass. Yeah, no, that list is fucking trash. They need to take uh, Tony Khan's dick out of their asses and mouth. I'm sorry. I'm actually just going to let um, the boss lady go off on this one because... 69, Jungle Boy, what the fuck? Oh, hell no. Okay, let's go back to this top 10. Go ahead. Rich Swan. okay, yeah, he kind of, the way he's been dominating, I get it. I will say all the New Japan people with me recently doing, you know, trying to get into New Japan more, um, I will say they actually deserve because they kick ass over there in New Japan. Um, like Julie said, Will Ospreay, he's been hurt. Um, Mox, yeah, Mox is all right at number six. Um, Big Bald Bitch, yeah, you can stay in number three. Um, <laughs> Drew McIntyre definitely will stay in number four because he's been awesomely uh, dominating. Um, and why the hell is carrying Cross number 16th? He should be up there with Will Allspray or at least somebody up there. Flip um, those two. Yeah. Heck, at this point, even Orange Cassidy should be up there before Will Ospreay and Rich Swan, um, which he's at number twenty-one. Um, as far as the top two, Kenny fucking Omega is number one. I'm not gonna say I'm a huge fan of yours because I'm really not. When you were a tag team with Adam Page, I kind of liked it. You know, I'm like, okay, I like this tag team. But when that went separate ways, you got to the point where same thing with the Young Bucks. You basically threw it. I'm the EVP. I'm better than everyone. No, you're not. I get annoyed as hell with your damn promos in the damn ring every time I hear you. When I can literally fast forward your ass and move on to the next match and within two seconds, I don't care what you have to say. So as much as he annoys the heck out of us, and they always say famous words when I met the Miz back last year in a virtual meet and greet. He always said, you either love me or hate me. And if you don't do it, if you don't hate me, then we're not doing our job. They so, really put Jay Uso above Seth Rollins. The fuck? The, the list is bullshit. I got the list is bullshit. Boss Lady's got an idea after this podcast. Just prepare. Anyway, um, wait, 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 wait. They got Trisha Dora on this list, right? Wow, dude, hold on. Wait, what? Yeah, Trish is number. Where did I see her? Forty-four. She is the highest-ranked woman on the list. I love but, Trish. Don't get me wrong, but Bianca needs to be up there. Sasha needs to be up there oh wow jungle boy is below sammy Guevara. i know i saw that oh hell no but i will go back to this and say it short and sweet to the point kenny omega you do not deserve to be number one he has dominated as universal champion for more than 365 days uh, last time I checked, he's held the title longer than you've held the AEW championship. So, in my honest opinion, you need to acknowledge him. The head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, deserves to be number one. He's got killer action, killer promos, and he's on the top where he's been, where he's actually making the fans love him and hate him relationship. Casey Cattell, 425. Yeah, her yeah, her and Brandon made the list, so props to them. Poor Murphy's at 401. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, wait, wait. You don't even have Bianca on this list? What's the the damn qualification? Okay, here's another one that irks me. How the hell is Nash Carter and Wesley 331 and 332? I don't know. I don't know what the hell this qualifications for this list are because you have some women on it and some women are not. What is this? I mean, MSK should be up higher. 
I mean, I'm happy that Brandon Kirk, Trisha Dora, Casey Cattell are on. Alex Kane's on here. I'm happy about that. Yeah. But it's, D-Rug, it's Jordan D- Blade is on here. D-Rogue tweeted out he didn't make the list, and he, he's, I don't think he's happy about it. But it's motivation okay. for him. He'll get over it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be back on. Carmelo Hayes, which should be higher, 256. Yeah, Joganoff's like 175. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, Wesley and uh, Carter Nash need to be above Colt Cabana. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What? Oh, yeah, Colt yeah. Cabana. He's 303. Uh, Dan Hansen should be up higher. My opinion, Sheldon Benjamin should be up higher. In my opinion, Cameron Grimes should be up higher. This one's Jordan Grace a- made the list. Yeah. This one should actually be higher with him being an outstanding performer in the ring with beside his father. Dominic Mysterio should be up higher than what he is. It's at 147, which is not bad, but damn. Poor Montez Ford down here at 140. Angel Dawkins, 152. Otis is 151. Kashida is 132. How the fuck is QT Marshall, 129? How is he ahead of Luchasaurus and... Oh, oh my lord. All right, anyways. All right, anyways. But you had to put, but you had to put the young fuckers at 116 and 117. All right, so this is officially bullshit, and it's safe to say that uh, EDF Wrestling will be coming out with our own, I guess. <laughs> I got an idea. I just got to figure out how I'm going to do this. How many... Because I, I don't want to do a top 500. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that would be a lot. Yeah, there are zero WW women superstars on this list. Zero. I don't know what the criteria is for this list. Uh, I have to go check and see what the, the damn criteria for this list was. I, mean, I, I know, know they because... got a PWI 50 list, but they don't have that up yet. Let me see if they've got the... To be honest with you, they don't even have AEW on here. There's no AEW on here either. So WWE is not the only one that got when it came to females. I don't know if it's like a matter of like because some of the women on this list have a lot of inter- intergender matches maybe that's why that's probably okay, that's probably it okay because i'm like i mean especially trish she yeah she, yeah she'll wrestle but, all right if that's true then that makes sense and you know we're not hating on the people especially the women that are on this list we are not hating on that we misunderstood the list but still if that were the case then casey and needs to be higher sorry mm-hmm. yeah she does yeah, yeah. casey really needs to be higher yeah oh oh lordy 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 see i told i knew i'd fire i i knew i fired the jester up but damn i didn't know i was gonna fire caleb and, and i kind of have to uh kind of burst something but uh cody being above randy orton i'm sorry that's bullshit randy has been wrestling this almost the entire time he's took some time off but so has Cody, and Cody's taking a lot more time off. Yeah, because... I do exactly. agree with that. Cody, Cody and Orton needs a switch, or at least go higher. And that is absolutely crazy. Eleven should be Orton. Twelve should be Cross. Thirteen should be Rhodes. Or heck, at this point, let's drop Rhodes down to number sixteen. And just move everybody up one. I can, I can agree with that. Heck, even at this point, Orange Cassidy should be up higher than what he is. Orange Cassidy, in my opinion, should actually be up higher than Chris Jericho. Walter should be higher than Chris Jericho. Because I swear to God, if Walter ever chopped Chris Jericho, that son of a bitch would never be able to sing again because his his lungs would be caved in. (laughs) You're right. Right? Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's get off this list for a minute, ladies. Uh, Yes, because the more I look at it, the more I get pissed off. Okay. All right, well, this was originally supposed to be for Extreme Rules, but I guess to combat Monday Night Football, WWE and Raw, they moved up the WWE title match between Lashley and Randy Orton from the pay-per-view till Monday night. And I know this is going to come out like after Monday and everything, but it's just like, it's a hell of a counter. I just don't know what the hell is going to happen now. It's like, do you have like, this one ended a DQ and the rematch for Extreme Rules? I don't know what's going on, but also we brought it up a little bit earlier and everything. Uh, Biggie may be making an appearance too on Monday. So, Kayla, how you see this playing out? Well, first of all, as much as I love Orton, 
and Riddle. They have definitely grown on me. Um, well, I mean, I've always been a fan of Orton, but never thought I'd be a fan of Riddle. But, you know, that he's under, you know, Orton's, you know, wing and, you know, he's bringing out the best in them. Um, the day that I'm waiting for Riddle to have Orton on a scooter going down to the ring is going to be the day I'm going to laugh. Uh, <laughs> but as much as I would love to see RKO two belts, um, which I think would be pretty badass. That'd be awesome. Um, I do not see that happening. Um, however, I just want to take a wild step. I don't see Orton being pinned or submitted in this match. Um, I do know two certain members of the Raw roster is heated and pissed off at MVP and Mr. Lashley right now. So it wouldn't surprise me if Mr. T-Bar and Mace somehow gets involved with this match. Lashley retains. And then you'll hear, feel the power comes out and cash in on Lashley. So what happens? Lashley lose the title. Orton and, you know, they're going to, I don't know, this point mvp might get fired by bobby lashley how is it going to go we don't know um but i'm just going i'm just with a little prediction i'm just going to say Orton's going to lose but we will crown a new wwe champion because i think with biggie yes biggie your little <laughs> creepy moments on smackdown it's not just freaking out paul Heyman; it's freaking me out too but I love it at the same time. So um, I think with him teasing Paul Heyman that he might be going after Roman in the Universal Championship, I think that's where people's messing up. With Bobby's like, okay, he's messing with Paul Heyman. I ain't got to worry about him. I think Big E is going to walk out as WWE Champion on Monday Night Raw, and he's going to be back with... And it won't even surprise me if we had some help. Bye to Xavier Woods and Colby Kingston. But anything is possible here lately when it comes to WWE. But enough said, I don't see Orton becoming two belts RKO. Sorry, bud. It's not in your it's not in your vocabulary or your history right now. Um but um uh, at least can you do me a favor and get a couple good RKOs in there? <laughs> Always. Dolly, what do you think? I mean they're saying that it's combating Monday Night Football, but you've got the fanboys. Oh, my God. They need to do something to combat AEW because they're so good. No fucking dick. Um, it's going to be a good match regardless. They haven't wrestled each other in so long, but I remember that match. They, you know, they put on spectacular matches when they're in their elements, and they're both in their elements right now. So either way, I'm going to be looking forward to it. I'm kind of hoping since the draft is coming up after Extreme Rules – you know, that we do have Big E with the title and he moves over to, uh, to Raw and, you know, things uh, get shaken up a little bit, which would be great. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to that. And um, I, I don't see Orton winning the title. I already said that. So it, it is what it is. But I just saw something and uh, because uh, Gable just signed with the WWE. Yeah. They're saying that he's going to debut in 2022 around May and they're grooming him to be in one of the top spots. And if they're doing it, if they're doing it this way, then I think that he is going to be a fucking monster. They're going to make yeah. him like Brock Lesnar. And I, I am here for that to be perfectly honest. So, cause apparently he used to train with Brock Lesnar. So I, I am game for that. And Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that man joining the roster and I just can't, like, I just, I, I just find it funny that people are putting the man down and it's come out that AEW never even approached him. I know. Right. Yeah. But it's like, apparently from, from what I've heard about his deal, they're actually like helping him out a lot because they're allowing him to uh, finish up his senior year at Minnesota. Uh, they're allowing him to defend his uh, national championship because apparently he's a current uh, heavyweight national championship champion um but they're also setting up like a training facility 
there around campus for him so they can start working with him on like all the basics to get him going and everything and then I guess when he's done with school he's gonna go to the per, uh, performance center in Orlando so so it's like they're actually working with him pretty they're working with him a lot to get him going and everything yeah. wow I thought WWE didn't do that I thought they didn't care about their performers you know I thought they they wanted them to be you know perfect out the box and can I just say that I am loving uh, the fact that they're calling Rick Steiner's son Rex Steiner, I love that because I was always a Steiner Brothers fan when they were uh, in the WWE, WCW. Scott Steiner kind of started rubbing me the wrong way when he got stupider. Um, yeah. But I love the Steiner Brothers when they first started. So I love the fact that, you know, he's keeping the family tradition and he looks like his daddy. So that makes me happy right there. Yeah. But yeah, and can I just also say one thing? It was very refreshing when both Adam Cole and Daniel, it's Daniel or Brian Danielson, sorry, right, did not put down the WWE at all. Did not, and they got goaded yeah. so many times, and it's just like that was so refreshing. But it's it. The, the funny thing was, oh, so I guess the ranks don't matter anymore if, if Brian gets to go for the title right away. I know, right? It's like shoved him in there right away. But it's like, this is the thing that's interesting with me as far as like both of their debuts, okay? <sighs> Brian's coming in. He's going straight after Omega. He wants to make his presence known, go for a title shot and everything like that. Adam's coming in and just joining up with the elite. So he's going to get kind of swallowed up with that a little bit. I mean, but honestly, from, from him, like kind of dissing the good brothers on his first two promos, it might start cause some dissensions and everything, but it's just like, it seems like Brian wanted to spread his wings a little bit. And Adam just wanted to rejoin his friends. Well, that's pretty much all it was. And I, I think I read an article where they were, the WWE was going to give, brian the ability to go over to japan i'm not 100 sure yeah 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 he was gonna they were gonna give him the dates and everything but it's like it's like it was something beyond that as far as like expanded like the whole roster to i i forgot the nuances of all that but yeah they were gonna give him his new japan dates but i also um, said i saw something on there that he feels like vince was like a little overprotective of him or something well i don't blame vince to be overprotective that's the thing. I mean, yes, they're being extra cautious with, with Edge's neck. And I got to admit that that stomp was very well done because it wasn't on the neck. It was on the shoulders. If you look closely okay. um, on to, from Seth to Edge, it was more on the shoulders than it was on the neck. Okay. So it's like, That's you know, they were very, very safe with that. And yes, the whole taking them to the local medical facility. And somebody says, you're not going to get anywhere in, uh, around MSG at that time of night in an ambulance. I'm like, no, you will. They'll move. They will fucking move. I, I have seen that the things, the the city part for an ambulance. Like literally when I was there for New York Comic Con, I was coming out of the train station, which is right under uh, MSG. There's a wall-to-wall traffic and the cars were literally pulling up onto the sidewalk so an ambulance can go by. Oh, so man. I thought that was <laughs> nearly, nearly saw some cosplayers get hit, but you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> they have to yeah you have to pay attention so and but yeah no it's just, so i'm i'm very intrigued because there's some rumors you know people are speculating you know is is adam playing the young bucks is he going to get revenge on the young bucks um you know is he going to bring the real bullet club in but you know i i i have a feeling there's a lot of different moving pieces that are happening. So either way, I'm happy for him. Uh, I like the one match that people are, are, are um, putting out there. Adam versus Tony Schiavone over the um, rights to own Britt Baker. I thought that was hilarious. So another Shark Tank match. Um, yeah, it's like that little interaction with him and Tony the other day. It's just like... <laughs> but But I will say this. I feel that the one person that while yes they were interviewed and people paid attention to him 
but during their debut, like after the fact, like, you know, that kind of got pushed to the side was Ruby. I felt that, you know, she kind of got pushed to the side. Um, and I understand, you know, she's not in their eyes, the level of Brian and Adam, but still her debut was great. And I do like the fact that I think it's Riho that is saying that she was yeah. never um, eliminated. Yeah. So, I mean, she's got a Curtis, uh, Curtis uh, Axel thing going on here. <laughs> He's still a part of the, the Royal Rumble, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, I just, I kind of just can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm happy for them. I don't, like I said, I'm not going to watch. I'm sticking to my guns. I'll watch shit on YouTube. Um, I mean, if we ever get Cody on here and, you know, he explains some things to me. Maybe I'll reconsider, but there, there's a lot of things that, to me, they need to change, especially with uh, amongst their fan bases and amongst some of the certain wrestlers. Um, I, I just feel that they need to be better because one thing that, you know, I've been looking at is like, you know how Vince says that there's no competition and they right. make that a competition. Vince sees him as competition. He's just saying that because he knows it pisses people off. When Mick Foley came out and said, you know, that line of thinking is kind of stupid, that really fucking pissed a lot of people off. You know, WWE's got to change. Here's the thing. You can't change midstream. You need to let shit play out the way that it's playing out and then slowly, gradually make the changes work. We had it going for a little bit. Then all this bullshit happened. So now we got to try again. And, you know, I just feel that, you know, when you got injuries and filming schedules, because I don't know what the hell's going on with Sasha. She was backstage. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I really don't. But like, you know, she does have a lot of, I think she's got filming for the Mandalorian or some other project. Because there's others rumors of Star Wars projects with her character in it. I'm not 100% sure. I probably would have found out at Comic-Cons, but not going this year. So, but yeah, so they, you know, there's just so much moving parts. I mean, you got Bailey that's been hurt. You've got Natty that was hurt. So there, there's so many moving parts. And like, you know, when you're trying to get everything going and then you get somebody come back, you're like, well, I don't know what to do with them right now because I got this storyline going. The best storyline, the two best storylines on SmackDown right now, Becky and Esther, Roman, Finn, and Brock. That's it. Mm. Like, I mean, everything else is, you know, you got the Joker card in Big E. Love it. Shinsuke is having the time of his life, and people ripped on him for re-signing a deal with the WWE. Like, they literally ripped on him. The yeah. man is enjoying his life. He's a champion. He has Rick Boogs playing him out in a denim onesie, which I find fucking hilarious. But yeah, no, like, I mean, even, you know, Morrison is having the time of his life, but now he, he things have got to change because look what The Miz. The Miz is no longer on TV because he's got to be with Dancing with the Stars. You know, that kind of shifted yeah. things. And, you know, making fun of the whole cross and the more, more Morrison match interactions. Like, can people let shit happen the way it's supposed to happen? Critiquing every little thing. Yes, it was kind of funny and kind of stupid because they had their major monster matches in Impact. But it's like, well, do we want to recreate that or do we want to be something different? So they did something different. They pissed them off. Like, maybe they will have a banger of a match and get rid of the stupid drip sticks. And America's Moist won it. You know, he's having the time of his life. You know, if people aren't upset, they'll, you'll figure it out. But like him and Taya, like they seem to be having the times of their lives. Like she's got a title match this week. Index is getting married this week. We get the new NXT this week. And from what I've been reading, the actual people in NXT, they're actually hyped about it. That's good. So we'll see what happens. I mean, did I like the darkness? Yeah, I did. But you know what? Nothing is wrong with adding a little color. And I kind of like Wale. He's always been a part of the NXT life since, like, for the longest time. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm quite interested to see where it goes. But it's just people need to let shit happen. And it's funny, you said how like the demon was a spoiler. Uh-uh, that was a cliffhanger. Last week was a cliffhanger. This week was the season premiere of the demon whooping everybody's ass. <laughs> That's definitely for sure. You brought up Cross and everything. Kayla, I want to ask you this and everything because it's like, besides a big fan, you're also a big Cross fan. So it's like, as a Cross fan, how are you, how are you feeling about how like his run on Raw is going, how he's being portrayed? How are you feeling about all that so far? <laughs> um, at first, it was kind of like, like when I'm at work, like I hear what you guys text to me or see what you guys text to me you know when I go on breaks I see social media and then uh, my friend uh, one of my friends will text me well hey such and such like especially you know if it's a match I'm curious about and I don't see it he'll say what happens Um, he sent me the picture of his 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 new you know wardrobe with the mask and all this stuff and I'm just like I don't really you know understand where they're going with this um I may not understand I'm kind of glad that I really honestly feel bad that he is kind of destroying Alberto Carrillo Ricochet uh Morrison you do not spray carrying cross in the face with a drip stick without getting your ass beat um you know I like the fact that you know they're letting him win matches but it's just I don't know. It's that one moment, like, where is this going? But then again, it's like, why do you have this new thing? And then, like, it's funny that you asked me that. I had just read something he put on Twitter five hours ago. We all wear masks, and time comes when we cannot remove them without moving some of our own skin. We understand how dangerous a mask can be. We all become what we pretend to be. Perhaps I tend to expose that painfully. So... With his dark side of a character that he is, um, I guess now I can see, you know, he doesn't need a mask to show how dominant he is. Um, so, and I think it's just something, you know, to build up more character because obviously, you know, I think we, you know, Jolie has said she thinks, you know, Scarlet's out doing more music videos and stuff because we haven't seen Shotzi either. So, um, Whatever the case, I feel like this might be another darkness side of showing how um, he can build up because he also had said a couple week, uh, a couple days ago, I saw online saying, I hate working in WWE, not knowing that Paul London is not on the screen with me. And then the fact is of his work that he did in Lucha Underground as the White Rabbit with the Rabbit Trap and Paul London. Um, I think... He, at one point, he did say he did like being the White Rabbit, and I think this is kind of, my opinion, if I had to really take a guess, this is part of WWE's White Rabbit part of Cross. And, um, like I said, at first, it was like, oh, but the more I think about it, I'm, you know, enjoying it. Um, It's, he's dominating the ring. Like I said, I feel bad for people that answers the challenge or probably goes in every day and look at the chart or whatever because I heard they have a chart or something that shows who you're going up against or something they may not but I'm pretty sure that roster's probably going well shit I'm getting my ass beat tonight when they see <laughs> that they're going up against carrying cross um but a part of me more than likely he might lose but there is an open challenge tomorrow on Monday Night Raw for the United States Championship um i don't know who's going to answer it but it would be really awesome that he answered it and became u.s champion sorry damien my mom might be pissed off but she'll get (laughs) over it um but to answer your question cat i kind of i'm enjoying it you know i guess he's getting more action he's getting tv he's showing he's dominant and um i'm excited to see what his future is and everything goes well I'll probably be in tears falling and praying next year at WrestleMania when I decide to go up and says, can I have your autograph, sir? <laughs> and picture and just follow me on Twitter already. I know you want to. 
<laughs> I mean, dude, Carrying Cross, if you're listening to this, you're killing me. Replying, retweeting, liking. I can't post anything. Just and then when my friend goes, Well, just ask him to follow you. And I said, That's what everyone does. Yeah. I said, I saw one girl, she literally begged, she literally begged him for like 30 days straight for her for him to follow her. And he finally followed her. And guess who her new target is? Oh. For three months now, she's been doing a whole day one of trying to get Cody Rose to follow me. Day two of trying to get Cody. I'm like, man, if I was Cody, block. Block. <laughs> Trust me. Real. Yeah, if you know, my reaction to if Cross ever followed me on Twitter would be, damn, about time. <laughs> but if like, you know, Cody follow, ever followed me or even Brandy, I'd be like, okay, calm down. Come down, to, even with Finn, if he would ever... You know, I haven't even got Finn to like anything of mine I post on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and, but, hey, is what it is, but, yeah. Cross, just, just hit the follow button. I know you do. I'm not, I'm not a stalker. You can obviously see what I put out there. I'm a big supporter. I've got all your shirts in the shop, except for the tank tops and the current one you have out. So, yeah, make it happen, please. And Becky, follow Jolie and uh, Sasha, Keith. And Ember, follow cat. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I covered it all in one. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, yeah. and Charlotte, too. We need Charlotte. Charlotte needs to follow the jester, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Definitely. <laughs> okay. One quick thing. One quick thing before we wrap up. Before we wrap up. Uh, talking about, like, people follow, like, liking stuff lately. It's like, Mia, Lim, Mia Yim's liked a lot of my stuff lately because I've been trying to, like, I've been tweeting out like going like rock get her ass back on TV please thank you now mm-hmm. especially since Keith a lot better now all right so but I came up in, in my mind I have like the perfect Survivor Series four on four match if you were going to revamp the Hurt Business I would go with Lashley MVP Keith and Mia versus Bloodline Roman Usos and Naomi. Would you, Jolie? Would you revamp the her business like that, or you have, you have a different you have a different? No, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Kayla, that would actually really be badass. I'm telling you, that would be you know if that was the case, that would be even in a match, it'd be like oh, I like the bloodline. Oh, I like these people. Oh, you know. I know, right? It would that would be one of the matches that we we always love to say the fans win because you couldn't choose. You honestly really could not choose. Yeah, you know, you think about it, you know, half of people out there is like, I don't like Bobby Lashley right now. I don't like him. Well, I will admit I really don't like MVP because it seems like the big bald bitch can't win a match without MVP getting involved. <laughs> and yes, kudos to Drew McIntyre. I'm still using that. Um but is it the fact and thank you. Drew, I know you don't listen to this, but uh, thank you for liking my tweet about your book. Very, um, for anybody that has not read his book, please do so. It is very, you know, inspiring, heartbreaking. You know, you don't realize how much he went through to get to where he is today. That goes for any of our favorite superstars. Pick up the book, read it. No, get to know the real them. Don't judge them, you know, by their names. Um, like, obviously, everyone judges Charlotte because of who her dad was. So what? Do you know what she went through to get to where she is today? No, you don't. I guarantee it. You don't know where any of these people came from. But no, um, no, that would actually be, you know, one hell of a, yeah, definitely. And we need Naomi, for real. She needs to feel the glow. I, I need to feel that glow again. You know, that's also missing part of the women's division. It's like, where's the glow? Yeah, it's like I don't know how. I mean, it's like Sonia, Sonia cannot run her forever. But well, they're already saying that she's a part. That it's just a matter of time. But she's already she's joining the the bloodline. So yeah, so it's like I knew. Yeah, because it's like a a guy was like uh, griping on Twitter about it, and I said, I see, I I see this actually going somewhere. So with her at least, but ay ay ay. Oh, I love when we have bitch sessions. Just to give everybody a heads up, next week I will probably be very, very hoarse and voiceless. Uh, it's the first uh, home game for the Eagles, and I work there, so I'm going to be 
cheering my little head off win or lose um also hopefully starting in october um the podcast for the pop culture that i'm working on should be starting to be released and we should be having a youtube channel with all of our podcasts coming up mid-october um i'm working on some things right now just give the jester a little bit of time because she's got to look into some shit uh, <laughs> but other than that um yes bitch sessions are fun and i do apologize for the uh the loudness we will put a warning in the in in cat will write the warning yeah after i clear my ears ouch <laughs> Oh, man. Well, speaking of next week, we'll have Extreme Rules predictions, and it may get a little chaotic if uh, my intended guest does come on and everything, but to be determined. We'll see. All right, well, that's all we have for this episode of The Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as The Takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. Bye.